We are on, we are live, and the bandwidths are with us on this fantabulous Friday. This is Carol Sue, aka Nani Boss, live from Vero Beach with you. Sisters, hey, good morning, everyone. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva on that heart rate monitor, reporting to you live from a little cool and a little bit rainy Friday morning on the circle. Well, you know, Fantabulous Friday, there's always something, there's always something to chat about, especially these days. I'm trying to um, look like my computer. I'm sorry, I keep moving, um, but my computer doing was- the shuffle. You're doing the shuffle. Was not steady, so I wanna make sure that that is steady. Everything looks like it's good and up and running okay. Um, so what is happening on this Fantabulous Friday? Well, here, here's a little silly goofiness because, um, yeah, Carol Sue was at it again this morning. So I always, you know, you always see women that wear a lipstick that is a, a stain. They call it a stain. And I'm so used to lipsticks. You put it on and you do your little, you know, make sure it gets everywhere or whatever and you reapply it or whatever. Well, I have been always doing that with the stain lipstick. And I always wondered, you know, sometimes it gets in your corners and you look like a clown and you can't wipe it off and blah, blah, blah. Now, obviously, hence the word stain. What I did not realize, and I don't know why I didn't realize this, maybe because I just didn't take the time to actually read the lipstick, is when you put on a stained lipstick, you know, you want to put one coat on and you really don't want to move your lips. You don't want to smush them around. You want them to dry. So you kind of keep your mouth, I wouldn't say open, but you don't want to be closing it and kind of making other weird, you know, faces or whatever as you're putting your makeup on. Then you wait till it dries and you actually reapply it. So you've got two coats, let that dry, then put your gloss. I just figured that out today. And the reason why was I kept saying I wore a stained lipstick last week and obviously I got it in the corner. I'm like, I couldn't get it off and I used oil and eventually it came off. But I'm like, why does everyone else, when they put their stained lipstick on, it always looks fantabulous. It just looks so good. Well, I finally figured it out. Now, for many people, you'd probably say, well, it's pretty obvious. But, but it was, for whatever reason, it wasn't obvious to me. So I learned something new today, which I thought was pretty cool. So yes, I actually applied it correctly. It's not in the corner of my lips. Let's see if it stays on. I am wearing red. I'm feeling red, white, and blue. I am actually on this fantabulous Friday. I am actually going to, I finally found a local Trump headquarters because I want to get some signs because I don't have any signs. Now in our neighborhood, we cannot put signs up in the front, but I'm actually going to put them in my planters in the back because I'm kind of gearing up, getting all red, white, and blue ready for November 3rd, which I know I'm a little early, but I'm pretty excited. I want to put balloons up. I'm not going to do that right away, but I'll put up my signs and just, you know, I don't know, support. Um, but like most people last night, some people watched one town hall, some watched two. I actually started off as we were chatting before we started this. I watched uh, a program first and then I, uh, and then we recorded everything because I wanted to give both candidates, my undivided attention. Now, obviously I am voting for Trump, 
But my question really has been to Democrats over the last really two or three weeks is what excites you about him? What am I missing? When you look at him, you know, what on his agenda for our future, for our country that is that you're excited about or you think he's going to do a wonderful job? And no one has been able to answer that question. Every Democrat I come across, they either, they either divert to or they either uh, pivot to chatting about what they don't like about Trump instead of answering my question. Or, you know, one answer I did receive was go check out his website. Well, I don't want to do that. I want to hear from the, the, I want to hear from the other citizen. I want to know what I'm missing. So I really wanted to, John and I wanted to give our undivided attention to both. Uh, we watched Trump first, everything that we expected. We left there feeling good. Um, did the journalist Savannah do a great job? I think on some things she did, on other things, not so much. I'm a person that if you're going to have a conversation, it's a two-way street, let the person chat when they're done, you know, then interject after the fact or ask the question, but she, she, she didn't do a lot of that. So I almost found like he was debating her instead of it's supposed to be a town hall. Um, but the questions that were actually asked by the citizens were all great questions. They seemed very electric and excited to chat with the president. So you really, I left there feeling positive and good. Then I went to Biden's uh, town hall. I thought it was definitely very softball questions. That's kind of a term everyone's using. And I did not think George uh, pressed him a lot. I did notice a lot of times he had to kind of get him back on track to what the question was. But for me, it was, it was almost like the whole presentation was a, a monologue in areas of circles of, I'm not really sure that he answered the questions. That's, I mean, he started to, and then he would get off into this. And I couldn't even tell you what he was getting off into. It was just a circle of a monologue of no passion, boring. At one point, his, his hands are going and billions, and then more billions over here, and we're going to bring them together. And then you're going to be better. You're going to be more prosperous. And he, just, he was all over the map. So for me, I, I, did not, I didn't think the flow was good. And I just, I did not, I did not leave that town hall feeling excited. I did not, I still didn't see why people thought he was the better choice. There was no, you know, cause some years you've got two candidates that you, know, you could really say they've got, they both got pizzazz and they got this and they got this going and, and they got this great agenda. I didn't get that. And I still, sadly, I still don't get what people are, why they would vote for him. There, there, nothing, there was no spark. I don't know, what'd you think? Oh my Lord. Oh God, here we go. Wow. I did watch uh, President Trump and I, and I recorded both of them because I knew I would be going back and forth in between it, each one. And <laughs> during the commercials with President Trump's town hall, I would go to Biden's town hall. I have no clue what he was talking about. And I'm still quite confused as he's going back and forth with the fracking issue. They showed, um, I saw different clips, probably about six different clips. I'm against it, I'm for it, I'm against it, I'm for it. So uh, still kind of confused about that. Uh, a lot going on with obviously the release of the emails and 
if anyone follows Dan Bongino, mm -hmm. I always want to say Don, but it's Dan. Right. The Biden crime family. Ooh. A lot of stuff going on with that. So I'm trying to, you know, absorb that kind of educate myself, you know, like this stuff is coming out. Rudy Giuliani was talking about it, um, gave some um, great analysis on, and he has all the documents and he kept on saying, and I think it was uh, Martha McCallum show on Fox News. <laughs> and he's, I don't care for her. Neither do I. And, you know, I, I prefer Fox News, but I get my I watch all different news sources. And he kept on saying to her, you know, I've got everything, you know, come on over and, you know, I'll show you. And then you had just the, the all the different comments that were coming out. And what I saw from Republicans in general was, you know, obviously their support for their candidate um, and there were some great comments, but for every great comment, you know, of course, there's going to be a Democratic comment about uh, President Trump's lies and this and that. But nobody, when somebody asked, when somebody asked, meaning a Republican asked, hey, you know, why, what lies are you talking about? There was not, from what I saw, there was not one Democrat that could say, well, this uh, policy or this issue, and he said this on this, and then he did this. There was no, it's just that um, candidate bashing. Now, I guess in a way you can say people would look at us. Obviously, they know that we're both for President Trump, but you know, people can look at us and say, well, you know, the two sisters are bashing uh, former Vice President Joe Biden. Uh, no, I would have to disagree with that, but I understand why they would think that. What we are asking for is what is your, when you hear former Vice President Joe Biden, <coughs> what are you excited about? What's, just name one thing, that, and, and don't tell me to go to his website, because obviously I have. Obviously, you probably have gone to President Trump's website what excites you about your candidate? As I mentioned the other day, I had a friend in uh, Colorado who did the early voting and proudly said why she was excited that number one, she did the early voting and that she voted for Joe Biden. God bless her. And she gave some reasons why. I just don't understand. And, and I guess, you know, obviously we're in that really sensitive time you know there you know we've all been through so much in, in 2020 and i get that too i'm just really curious if there if we have some democratic listeners out there what is one thing you would love to share with us and if you wanted to do it privately i totally respect that what is one thing that excites you about your candidate why i am not excited about former Vice President Joe Biden. Obviously, a lot of different issues, uh, fracking, um, the going to a socialist 
um, country, that's where we're heading, folks. The Second Amendment, um, illegal aliens. Our grandparents were immigrants. They came into this country legally. I'm all for, I am all for immigrants coming into our country legally, legally, legally. Why not take that, all that effort that the Dems are, this with the, you know, illegal immigrants getting housing, healthcare, do, you know, the list goes on and on. How about spending that on our veterans? I just don't get their platform. I just don't get their agenda. So I, I would love to, like I said, if we have a listener out there that can, what is just one thing, one thing that excites you about former president, former vice president Joe Biden? I agree. And I, I think we have been very poised on really asking that question. And it, it's, it comes from a sincere sense. I want to, I want to understand it better. And a lot of people say, oh, well, why, why bother? Well, you do bother because no one is a shoo-in. You want to be educated. And for those, and why I think the town hall was better than nothing. And it gave you a real, because they were on the same time, you could really evaluate whether, you know, and I truly say, don't go back and forth, watch one and then watch the other, which will give you a, a true sense of, they're definitely different. You can see their charisma. Well, one has charisma, one has none. One uh, goes through all their accomplishments. Because how many times, you know, one of the things that proves to me on the value of someone that's going to lead us and be a leader is they have a platform, they have an agenda. And do they accomplish it? Now, we know most of the time it's very unusual to get all the check marks off in four years. It truly is because either you're on doing things that were already happening and or you may have uh, adversities that come up, blocks that come up, whether it's who's, who's in control of the House, who's in control of the Senate. So those, those things do occur. But if you look at what, he, what President Trump ran on with his agenda in 2016, he's accomplished over 90% of what he wanted to accomplish. So that in itself tells me he's a man of his word. He's gonna, he, and he, he fights for this country. He always, uh, and a lot of times he will say, he's very postured. So a lot of people think, you know, he's conceited. No, he's postured. He's confident in his ability to, to lead us, but lead us in such a way that puts the agenda of the American people first. Not, I'm scratching your back, you scratch my back. I'm gonna get something out of this. The other thing I like about him is he did not, he was already wealthy before he came into office. So we are career politicians and this is the problem that many, many people in our country, both parties, independents, no matter what, have an issue with a career politician where they're saying they're making, you know, 60,000 a year, 100,000 a year, whatever, they, but, but they leave very wealthy. How does that happen? Secondly, or I should say thirdly, Regarding Joe Biden, from his agenda, he didn't really give one. So it's very difficult. And, and the one question that George uh, actually did bring up to him is he actually talked about the Green Deal and what was on his website versus what he's speaking. And he, dan again, danced around the issue. The other question he did ask was about court packing. And he flatly said, I'm not telling you, but then 
literally, I'm not, I'm not kidding, probably three minutes later, he says, well, I'll tell you right before the election. And, and George makes this peculiar look, well, this is before the election. Like, when are you gonna, like, when are you gonna say it? Before the election. Well, we are, what, 18 days now away from the election? I'm thinking this is before the election. And that is an important piece. The other flip side of the whole court packing thing was, again, the Democrats are trying to utilize um, the confirmation hearing as something being rushed through, you know, that the, uh, the president should wait until the elections are over. Now, yeah, he could do that, but why do that? There's, no, there's nothing constitutionally wrong with what he's doing. And whether, and when you think about it, Justice, um, what is her name? The one who passed away, uh, Ginsburg? Ginsburg. Yes, she could have, she had a terminal illness. Now, she could have said, you know, I'm resigning, I'm, you know, and spend that time with, with her family. She chose not to, and that's okay. She was in her legal rights to do that. But the bottom line is, no one knew when she was gonna pass away. So whether it's four months before, because he, he, he's not even, he's never, he's not even been in office for four years yet. So he's still within his four year term. That is not court packing, he's filling a vacant seat. So I think Democrats are utilizing that word in their interpretation of a benefit of saying he's, he's, he's packing the court, which he's not. He's filling a vacant vacancy. That is what the constitution says to do. So he's not doing anything wrong. Although of course, anything he does, they're gonna flip it around. So I guess for me, when someone was to ask me the same question, if, if the question's reversed, well, why are you so excited about Trump? I'm excited because he's not been in office for a full four years and he's gotten nine, over 90% of his agenda done that he said he would. And then some, uh, that excites me. It not, that not only excites me, his passion is still full throttle for the next four years. He's not complacent. He's still fighting for us. He's still saying, hey, you know what? We got hit, we got slammed with this pandemic, but we're coming out of it. We're, we're, we're coming out of it. We're making that curve. No, the economy, all those things are not gonna happen right away, but they're coming back. We're starting to show prosperity again. We're creating new jobs. So he's bringing that energy again into his next four years. And he's got more things that he wants to accomplish. That's what excites me about him, his passion, his worth ethic. I've never seen anyone work in any presidency as long as I knew that I could understand what a president does. I have never ever witnessed anyone work as hard as he does. Like 24 seven coming out of the virus and still going back on the trail and, and, and doing rallies and, and virtual before he could, could do, get the medical clearance. He's still going, he's still pushing to the last moment but then he's still not gonna stop. He's gonna carry that momentum and that energy into the next four years. That's what I'm excited about. So I think that's the difference for me that I don't feel that energy with Biden. Now, even though I don't know his agenda, even though I don't really know what he stands for, even though the, the flip-flopping of fracking and, and the Green Deal and the whole nine yards, the first thing that comes to mind is, is a mental acuteness you know, can he cognitively lead this country? 
that would pro if someone was to ask for ask me what would be the main reason I would not vote for him, that is the main reason, along with um, some of the disturbing behavior he does with children. I'm not comfortable with it. I just I think those are signs of something just not right. And I'm not saying he's a pedophile. I'm not saying that. It, to me, it's just disturbing behavior. The children look uncomfortable. The parents of the children look uncomfortable. It's just very odd. Um, so that bothers me. And as far as the Hunter Biden emails go, yes, those are important. But to me, that's a sideshow. Mm. And it, it's a serious sideshow, but it's, to me, it's almost a distraction for what I really want to get to. And that has to do with the six Navy SEALs. I think that is more important. Th that other thing is definitely important. And yes, you could definitely say that Hunter Biden utilized his father's position. He probably made a lot of money where he shouldn't have. Did anything really illegal that is provable to be illegal? I'm not really sure about that, but is it uh, from a integrity standpoint? It's horrible, but I don't, I don't know that piece to it. What was done to the six seals, and now that you have that CIA uh, whistleblower, which that story is not even being told. And from what I understand from the whistleblower, who is identified as an ex-CIA agent, uh, he has tons of information. And when I say tons, so you think of your computer, right? You think of what your phone holds, gigabytes. He has terabytes, terabytes of information. Tera meaning a lot. He's got videos. He has information regarding the Clinton uh, intertwining with Iran and Iraq and, and Hayden bin Laden and that involving not only President Barack Obama, but former Vice President Biden. And to the tune of 251 billion, 251 billion dollars worth of taxpayers' money that had to do with this deal of Hayden bin Laden and then uh, kind of, or, I, I believe is what he's saying is that Hillary Clinton allegedly basically ordered the, the kill on the sixth seal. That to me, Benghazi, that story is more prevalent than the Hunter Biden emails. I agree that's important. I agree there was a lot of shenanigans going on. I definitely agree that Hunter Biden, even by Barack Obama's, Obama's own administration, said this could be a problem you know, uh, it's not right what he's doing. Is it illegal? I don't know. It could be, but I don't think that's the bombshell. I think Benghazi's the bombshell. So for all those reasons, that is why I'm not voting for Biden. Many people, when you ask why they're not voting for Trump, it really boils down to his personality because you can't win on the agenda. You can't win on what he accomplished. He's accomplished that stuff. If you don't know, or don't believe it, you're a fool because he has. He's checked those marks off. It's done. They're being done and they're already been done. But most people are not because of his personality. Take away the personality, guys, because he's not a perfect human being. He's not a career politician. And I kind of like it. I like the spice of that. I like that he's not beholding to anyone. He doesn't have any deep, dark closet of, you know, these deals with Iran, Iraq, Benghazi, Bin Laden, SEALs, uh, bounties like no and that's why i'm feeling so fantabulous because i'm very postured and then i feel good about that i feel good of who i'm voting for i really feel good about it so obviously the big question 
And you don't have to say what candidate, but do you feel good about whom you're voting for? Yeah. Do you feel that good about someone that you are voting for? So on that note, Fantabulous Friday. Wow, it's going to be a great weekend. We're getting closer to election day. I think we're about 20. <laughs> I think we're 19 or 18. 19. 18. I think it might be. Well, let's see. It's the third. What's today? Today's the 17th? I think so. So that would mean there's 14 more days in October, and it's November 3rd. So that's 17 more days, or 18. Today is the 16th. So oh, okay. So it's 18 more days. 19. Oh, is it 19? Yeah. So 15 more days in October, and then... Oh, Three sorry. 18 days. Yeah, 18 days. That's what I thought. 18 days. Bam. Right. Bam, bam, bam. 18 more days. I'm excited. I'm excited to go to, you know, the Republican official Trump, whatever, campaign area, office, get me some signs. Got to get my box of flags. I want to get out. I just feel, just feel good about it. I feel really, really excited. I feel really good about him. What are you guys excited about? Leave in the comments below. We always respect your time. We always appreciate the comments, the suggestions. Let us know how you feel about all this. We have a lot going on here and some great things to share with you probably in the next couple of weeks that we're always excited um, about what we do, but you know, it's about helping you out there. So on that note, my name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva. It's getting darker and darker. I think we have more rain coming our way in North Haven, Connecticut. I am with two sisters. And yeah, I have to say it's a beautiful sunny day here in Vero Beach. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna send the vibes of sunshine and good warm vibes to you. Uh, if you are up North and you're feeling that dark gloominess, Turn on some lights, pump up some music, get yourself excited. But this is Carol Sue, AKA Naughty Boss Live from Vero Beach. And I'm gonna get my red, white, and blue on. You guys have a fantabulous Friday. Don't forget, we are not doing our podcast yet on Saturdays and Sundays. We're gonna probably resume, probably with either one or the other. Um, and we're gonna let you know that in a week or two, but you guys have a great weekend and we'll see you for a Monday Mindset. Get ready for a great, week of podcasts next week. Bye everyone. Have a great day, a great weekend.